Hello everyone, it is time once again for Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror, insanity, crazy, nuts, gross, sick, and also awesome horror. Uh, I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and today, uh, finally, after uh, many episodes of wanting to do this but not knowing when to fit it in, uh, I'm going to start with one of possibly a three-parter on the works of Dario Argento, one of my favorite Italian film directors. And um, he has such a large body of work that uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and break this up into different categories. And I want to start with, with, uh, with my very favorite movies from him. And generally I hit on three movies per episode if I can. Uh, that's kind of the format I've been trying to, to go with for the most part. Uh, so I might do like a, a two-parter of my, my top six favorites. And then I might also hit on my bottom-of-the-barrel movies from him as well. Because unfortunately, for as with any director, there's gems and then there's, there's turds. And he's got a couple real turds in his filmography. Uh, and then there's some other ones that are very noteworthy. I could probably spend five or six episodes actually talking about the different movies of Dario Argento and the different genres that he tackled and ha- is still tackling to this day. Uh, so we'll just see how it goes. And if I get bored about talking, bored with talking about Dario Argento, then you know I'll move on. But uh, be prepared for some Dario Argento talk here over the next couple episodes, or maybe even spread out over uh, the next. I don't know, next couple weeks, so we shall see. But we are going to start with the best of the best of the best. Uh, So, and having said that, even his subpar stuff, now there's a couple that are almost unwatchable, but even his subpar stuff generally has things that are quite enjoyable in them. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes there are things that are bad enough to where it's it's so bad it's good type of thing. But, But anyway, it's it's... I'm a big Italian horror fan, and so some of that stuff I appreciate, and I, I enjoy some of that stuff. And just to make sure that I have enough time to to cover all three of these, I'm going to start with my favorite one first. That way I don't shortchange this movie uh, by doing a 3-2-1 thing. I'm going to do a 1-2-3 type of deal on this episode. Uh, so, um, And before I get started, uh, just a... A brief, brief, brief history of Dario Argento. He was he was born on September seventh, nineteen forty, in Italy, of course, and um, he's done so, 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 so much. Um, he, uh, like I said, he's tackled all sorts of different genres, most of which have been in the horror genre, but there's different types that he's done. Um, so, having said that, he he's also done. Different segments of, uh, like, uh, how do I say it? Like, uh, his first three movies were The Bird with a Crystal Plumage, Cat of Nine Tails, and Four Flies on Grey Velvet. And those four are known as the Animal Trilogy. And uh, I could spend a whole episode just talking about those three movies. And, in fact, I probably will because they are truly a trilogy of movies. They are not connected. The only thing that that connects them is the fact that there is an animal's name in the title. 
uh, but he did that deliberately. Uh, and then there's also the Three Mothers trilogy, uh, which started with Suspiria, which is my favorite Dario Argento movie, and that's the first one I'm going to be talking about. And that was followed up by Inferno, and then uh, it uh, closed out with uh, Mother of Tears. Uh, Mother of Tears was one that he he did much, much, much later in his career. In fact, that's probably the last uh, good movie that I've seen from him. So, But anyway, I'm going to get into that later. Um, I will probably touch on the other two in the Mother's Trilogy, but, uh, but I'm going to hit on Suspiria in and of itself today, and then we'll move on to the other ones at a later date. So, uh, Suspiria is the first movie that we're going to talk about, and what a movie it is. Um, I've got an import Blu-ray here, but I do hear that um, I think Synopsy releasing is going to be coming out with the Blu-ray of this here in the States, and this release here that I have uh, from uh, Cinexcess is uh, is a lot of people complain about the oversaturated, overblown colors scheme in it, and I, I understand the gripe. Um, for me, when I watched this, I actually cranked down on my projector. I cranked down the saturation a, a little bit, and then it looks pretty much flawless in my opinion. It looks and sounds just fantastic. So I really don't have a need to upgrade when the American Blu-ray release comes out because I think that this thing is spectacular. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the back of the cover here, and then I'll get into the movie itself. As Europe's leading horror director, Dario Argento is a cine excess phenomenon. His 1977 Suspiria is a masterpiece of the modern macabre. Using complex plotting, excessive visual style, and even more excessive on-screen murders that situate in between art house and atrocity. The film stars Jessica Harper as an American student who uncovers a deadly coven of witches at her prestigious German dance academy. With its experimental camera work and lighting and an unnerving score courtesy of the rock group Goblin, Suspiria is an epic European nightmare as influential as it is terrifying. Uh, the new high-def transfer also boasts newly commissioned extras, including yeah, there's, so there's a, I don't want to get into the extras. There's there's some really good supplemental pieces on this movie, but I want to focus on the movie itself, and it's such a good movie. Uh, originally, this movie was actually rated X, which I find quite funny, uh, just because yeah, it's it's quite violent and gory, but yeah, that's that's completely overkill. Um, I just watched the Evil Dead remake again for the umpteenth time here a week ago, and that was oh, that was worlds worlds gorier than this this thing here. So, um, but that's what happened in back in the old days. So uh, anyway, Suspiria is another one of those nightmares caught on film type of movies, in my opinion. Uh, not to the extent that my favorites are, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Beyond and even House of a Thousand Corpses, but it is very similar in that you're watching someone's bad dream. Uh, not all of it quite makes sense, and like Lucio Fulci, I'm not sure if it was deliberate. Uh, I have a feeling that that may have been just some... Uh, just. I don't want to say shoddy storytelling because I don't want to criticize this movie, but it could have been that, that it just wasn't as as fleshed out as it could have been. However, I think that it actually makes the movie, um, I think it makes it all the better, just with a, little, a couple plot holes, the acting is a little bit over the top, but 
it's it goes so so well with the uh, the storyline and the bizarre the bizarre color scheme and the bizarre music that's going on by Goblin and and the the Goblin music is so good. I love Goblin and I think that this is the the high point of their career is Suspiria. It is uh the music takes scenes in the movie that aren't necessarily scary and makes them absolutely terrifying. Just a hallway uh with bright vibrant red colors and the goblin music starts in, and it's just so 70s and so unnerving. Uh, Dario Argento actually composed the music with the band Goblin, and he played it at full blast on set to unnerve the actors and elicit a truly t- a scary performance by the actors. And that's that's what's so cool about young directors. They're trying different stuff, and it's so often I think that directors just get complacent uh, as, you know, it's here we go another movie um here we go and that's not the case with a young fresh director that is trying to do things different and Dario Argento did that and he knocked it out of the park with Suspiria uh, the voice in, with the with this music the voice you hear whispering on the bizarre soundtrack is uh is one of the band members that uh that he whispers on the music score and it's just gibberish, but it works so well in this movie. It's so creepy and it, I love it. I love, love, love the music to uh, to Suspiria. Um, originally, Argeno had wanted to get girls uh, under 12 years old in this all-girls school, which would have made it even, it, that would have taken it even to another level of really terrifying because there was murder involved in this thing. Uh, however, the producer... Uh, Salvatore Argento, which is his father, uh, how cool is that that he had a, a producer father? He denied his request because the, the film is violent and it involving with it involving children, that would have almost been banned. So uh, he raised the age limit to 20, but didn't rewrite the script. And so, and that's some of the reason why in the movie a lot of the characters seem very naive and, and silly and childlike. Well, it's because the movie was written for 12-year-olds. So... Um, anyway, I think that's just really, really cool. So, um, let me just see here. There's so many notes that I have on, uh, on this movie. The, uh, the color palette of the movie was, it was, uh, shot using outdated three strip Technicolor processing. Um, that's not that I'm reading some notes on, on, uh, IMDb. Uh, cause I had heard that too, that there was, there was different ways that they filmed that, and I'm reading here that it's not true. Uh, no film made after the mid-50s was shot using this method. This film was, inten- was instead shot on normal Eastman color Kodak stock, then printed using the three-step Technicolor process, utilizing one of the last remaining three-strip machines. This issue has been confused somewhat by the fact that on the 25th anniversary documentary featuring, uh, featured on the three-disc set, a discussion of the printing process was discussed. Uh, so, anyway... That's neither here nor there, I guess. I'm just blabbing. Um, so this was the first Italian film to use uh, use the newly invented Steadicam, and uh, it's awesome. It's uh, it's it's brilliant. the The use in this movie is it's part of the movie itself. Is these long, slow, steady shots of just following characters or going down hallways, or you know, Goblin score this thumping, cool score, and the camera slowly moving through this really creepy witch coven is really what the movie is. Um, 
again with the nightmare logic in this movie uh not like i said not all of it makes sense so uh, it does kind of tie in with the next movie inferno it is referenced and then same with mother of tears in 2007 so it is about this coven of witches and it spawns this you know it's from 1977 to 1980 and then all the way to 2007 um there is a trademark ver- murder in this movie a murder victim crashes through a window and that's something that he does a lot of uh to in his movies and I love it in fact the next movie I'm going to be talking about actually both of them he he does that in in those films as well and that is one of my favorite parts of these movies is is the kill scenes where the uh the female drops through a plate of glass and it's usually in slow motion and the glass shattering is extremely loud I love it um last thing of note here before I move on and this is really cool is Dario Argento had cinematographer Luciano Tovoli watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the Disney movie, uh, to have him model the color scheme of that film for this one. So there you go. It's uh, it's out there. But it's a crazy movie. I love it. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. And uh, if you're not into Italian horror, this is at least one that you should give a watch to strictly because it's so unique in its color scheme and the music. And uh, it, it's one of those uh, movies that kind of transcends the horror genre. I mean, it's a very well-regarded movie. So, uh, highly recommend you watch it. It's a great movie. Moving on, so I don't want to run out of time here. Uh, next up for me is um, Tenebrae. That's my second favorite Dario Argento movie. And uh, this one here, while not quite as good as Suspiria, is oh, it's my second, second favorite. And I know that uh, there's a lot of debate on what... Dario Argento's best Jalo movie is. Uh, most people think that Deep Red is, and I really liked Deep Red, although I don't think that he had any. And that it goes all the way back to Cat of Nine Tails, Bird with Crystal Plumage, and Four Flies on Gray Velvet. Those are all Jalos as well. Uh, however, I think that he had all the right notes with Tenebrae, mainly because uh, he took what really worked in Deep Red. Uh, and he made it all the crazier in uh, 1982's Tenebrae. And Deep Red was kind of his first real big hit uh, back in 75. But this one here, just for some reason, it worked even even better. I'm going to read the back of Tenebrae here. Uh, I've got the Arrow slipcover Blu-ray here, and it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, I love my Blu-ray. Watched it numerous times. Uh, Notorious... Horror classic returns in all its depraved glory. This infamous video nasty updated the classic Jalo blueprint for the glorified 80s, courting controversy and drenching the viewer in crimson arterial spray. A razor-wielding psycho is stalking the horror writer Paul Neal in Rome to promote his latest work, Tenebrae. But the author isn't the obsessive killer's only target. The beautiful women who surround him are doomed as one by one they fall victim to the murderer's slashing blade. Will fiction and reality blur as fear and madness take hold? Watch in terror as, by turns, the cast falls victim to the sadistic imagination of Dario Argento, Italy's master of horror. And uh, so, so, so true. This movie here is fantastic. It is, uh, it is very much a giallo, but it is a hardcore, gory, gory giallo. And I love that. Not all giallos are uh, really, really extremely violent. Some of them are more played for mystery. In fact, uh, Argento's first three, and I'll get into those later, uh, but those are much more Hitchcock-type mysteries 
This one here is you got the black glove killer, but it's it's hardcore. I mean, it's it's a slasher movie, and one of my favorites actually. Um, the the uh, film's poster is great. I love it. It's a uh, it's a lady that you can tell her throat is slit, and the the artwork is beautiful. And I know that sounds really bizarre that I'm even saying that, but it is a beautiful piece of art. And the UK release attempted to censor the violent image by placing a red bow around the neck of the image, which is stupid. It makes no sense then. Um, in Germany, the film was, is it's still banned 25 years after its release, and it's never been released uncut in Germany, which is uh, which is odd because it's um, you know it's it's especially now it's I don't want to say it's quaint. It's still pretty hardcore, but it's nothing like a lot of stuff that is currently being made in Germany. That's just weird. Uh, Dario Argento called star Anthony Francisca one of the most difficult actors he's ever worked with, and I'm not too familiar with Anthony's other other work, but I'm just giving some some tidbits on the movie here. Uh, again, murder victim crashes through the window in this one. It's great. Uh, his use of Steadicam in this movie is even better, I think, than Suspiria. He really is getting uh, out there with his camera work in in this movie. Uh, there's a crane shot. Uh, it's amazing. Even now, this is in 1982, and it's a two and a half minute crane shot, and it encircles one of the women's houses. It, th- it took three days to be completed, and um, American distributors wanted the shot to be cut from the film for the U.S. release, but Argento th- thankfully refused. Which is one of the best shots of the entire movie. It's amazing how it works, and it's just, and it's probably because it slows. It, it's kind of slow, but with the music pumping, with the with the goblin music, it's so cool. How uh, how the camera slowly spins around this house and gl- goes up, and then then the murder happens. It's awesome. It's so 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 awesome. Um, anyway, um, just looking through some of the uh, some of the other things here. This is one movie that if th- this is one that you definitely don't want to know much about because there is a couple twists towards the end that make this movie what it is. It uh, it's so crazy, and I. I just I don't want to give away too much because it makes the movie the uh, the twist and the, and and how the movie I won't this isn't really a spoiler but the movie ends extremely abruptly and I loved it it worked so good sometimes those abrupt endings don't work and you're like what come on you're not quite done yet here it works beautifully I don't know how else you could have ended it that, to make it as powerful as it is uh, so. Um, the background music theme played in the department store at the beginning of the, this movie is taken from the soundtrack of the European version of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, um, and then which was edited and rescored under Dario Argento's supervision. And so Dario Argento was heavily involved in George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. He re-edited that movie for the uh, European market. So I actually prefer Romero's version more. But Dario Argento's version is much more fast-paced and very Italian in style and uh, tone and like the music. But uh, anyway, uh, a couple other notes here. Christopher Walken was considered for the lead role in this, which is kind of funny. I think that would have been cool to see him in this, although uh, the actor that they have in here is is just fine. It's it's quite good, and he's quite good. There's an, and there's just some bizarro scenes in this movie that where you're like, what? What is this about? There's a scene where a girl is being chased by a uh, Rottweiler dog, and it's so bizarre, but it works so well for some reason. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I appreciate these types of movies. I really 
like the fact that some of the acting isn't that great. I like the fact that there are some plot holes and I'm guessing a lot of people don't like that, but I do. And that's what makes these movies so unique and so attractive to me is that they are their own little thing. Like even in 1982, American movies, American slasher movies were not like this. This was, this is completely and totally European in feel. And I I really appreciate that. And I really like that. Um, Supposedly Dario Argento, he was inspired to make this movie because he was being stalked by a fan. So um, there you go. But I love, love, love Tenebrae. Uh, Highly recommend you watch it. If you have a choice between Suspiria and Tenebrae, I definitely say go with Suspiria first. But for you Jalo slasher fans out there, Tenebrae is fantastic. Love the movie. Fantastic. Okay, moving on. Next up is going to be the last movie that I touch on in today's episode. And that is 1985's Phenomena. And Phenomena was... uh, It took me actually two times to really fall in love with this movie because it's not quite as good as my, my two favorites, but the more I watch it, the more I love it. Uh, it's such a, again, with, with Dario Argento, it's so bizarre. And this is a little bit more supernatural. Like the, the, uh, Tenebrae movie is, that's a, that's a straight on slasher movie. This is a little bit more like Suspiria with supernatural things going on. The storyline is so bizarre and out there. And this is another one that originally got an X rating. Uh, came out in uh, 1985. And uh, I hesitate to say this was the last really, really, really good uh, Dario Argento movie because he had some other ones that were quite good after this. But after this, things started to get a little bit spotty. Uh so, of note, with this movie is this was Jennifer Connelly's first movie, and uh, you should know Jennifer Connelly, great actress, uh, Requiem for a Dream, A Beautiful Mind, Blood Diamond, Noah. Uh, well, this was her first movie, and she was she was a youngster. And this is back in '85, so she was a teenager, young teenager. Um, this also has Donald, the late and great Donald Pleasance, as Professor John McGregor in it too, and he is really good in this. So I've got again the Arrow Blu-ray release slipcover version, fantastic. This is another one that's going to be getting an American release very shortly. And uh, if you're not importing movies, I highly suggest you do pick up Phenomena when it is released here in the states. Uh, Master of Italian Horror Dario Argento is joined by Jennifer Connelly for a gory '80s classic in Phenomena. A terrifying slice of fear cinema that mixes extreme violence, pounding metal music, and that's another reason I love this movie, is it's got heavy metal in it. I love it. A vicious uh, chimp, and by chimp, yeah, that's right, a, a little ape, wielding a scalpel and enough buzzing insects to choke an entire school. So that's why I love this movie right there. That's all you need to know, and it's it's just cool. Uh Poor sleepwalking Jennifer doesn't fit in at her boarding school, and her uncanny ability to control insects isn't helping her popularity. With the aid of a local entomologist, which is, that's Donald Pleasance, uh, can she use her psychic insect skills to find the killer who's leaving her fellow pupils in bloody pieces? Argento piles on the bloody kills and surreal nightmares as the deafening buzz of a million bugs shatters your eardrums in one of the most demented body horror movies ever produced. And that is a great, great summary of this movie. It is a body horror type movie. And uh, body horror type movies would be, for me, when I think of body horror, I think of David Cronenberg. Scanners, The Brood, uh, Videodrome, 
naked lunch, that type of thing. Uh, this is very, very, very similar in to that. And it's so good. So, so good. Uh, the movie is, uh, it, it is very extremely gory. It is. And it's got the, the trademark woman being killed, falling through glass. I love those shots. They're so good. Um, Jennifer Connelly actually had part of her finger bitten off by the chimpanzee in uh, one of the scenes in the movie, and uh, she was then taken to the hospital and had the finger reattached. Uh, I don't want to spoil this movie. I do not want to spoil this movie. In fact, the back almost gives too much away, so I can't really go into the actual storyline too much because it's so good. It's so bizarre, and the ending, like Tenebrae, is so good that you just have to see it to believe it. It's you're just like, whoa, okay, that was that was crazy, and uh, I love that. Dario Argento cites this movie as being his personal favorite among all of his movies, and I can see why. It's it combines supernatural, it combines giallo, it combines uh, body horror. It's just and then heavy weird heavy metal is thrown in there too, so. Uh, uh, Anyway, it was inspired, Dario Jenner was inspired when he learned that insects are sometimes used during murder investigations to kind of as a way of figuring out when this happened and all that stuff. Um, anyway, uh, Jennifer Connolly actually tells her about her mother abandoning her. Uh, and that was actually a story of Dario Argento's childhood. And I think that's really cool how he, how he wanted to to place that in there. So, um, anyway, uh, looking over, uh, there's so many notes here. Um, director Jaro Geno said that his idea for the look of the, uh, the killer came from a, well, you know what? I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that. That's ah, giving too much away. You have to enjoy this movie without knowing some of this stuff. Um, most of the Italian and uh, non-English speaking actors actually dubbed their own voices into English for the USA and the UK distribution. Um, the sequel to Phenomena was going to go into production in 2001, but was canceled due to Dario Argento's contract with Medusa Films. And that's that sucks. I would love to see a sequel to this movie. Um, but it's so bizarro. It's so, so bizarre. Um, there's a larva, and it was created by placing uh, vermit. Oh boy! Let's just say that that some of the insects that were made in this movie were. It was interesting how they were made. Uh, I don't want to get too much into that, but there's some great special features on the on the making of this movie on my Blu-ray here, and special effects type stuff, and talking about working with the monkey. But uh, if you're looking for a horror movie that features a monkey and insects and Jennifer Connelly and metal music and Italy, this is your movie. This is the movie. Uh, but like like Tenebrae, I can't give too much information about the actual movie itself away because so so much of these movies uh, it relies on you not knowing, and so that's up for all the better. There was 30 minutes from Phenomena that were cut out to get an R rating. And that's not just violent scenes, uh, but a lot of the shots were shortened, and then there's some alternate footage in there too. Uh, but it, it was mainly to make the length of, of the movie much shorter. And then the movie was called Creepers in the States. And it's just pathetic. I never watched that version, and I never, ever, ever will. I mean, the movie runs a bit long. It's an hour... Uh, it's... 
Yeah, it's an hour and 50 minutes. So if you think about that, cutting a half hour of that out, that's an hour and 20 minutes. And this is a very big, sprawling movie. Very intricate plot. Very intricate storyline. The, there's a slow buildup, and it works so well in this. And I can't imagine how this would have played in a fast-paced, go, 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 done. It doesn't work. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen it. So I'm guessing that it does not work. Uh, I will never know because I will never watch that version. No, thank you. So anyway, that's Phenomena. Great movie. Highly recommend. Uh, all three of these movies, I strongly urge you to give them a shot because they're they're so unique in their own right. And they're, they just simply don't make movies like this anymore, especially Suspiria. Um, you know, there are still slasher movies obviously being made, but bizarre movie about witches in a girls girls dance school uh i know that they've been trying to get a remake of this thing made and i'm on the fence with that it could work quite well uh but and same goes with a lot of our general movies they could be remade but i something about that original they're not they're definitely not going to capture that 70s feel uh it just so often it's overproduced slickly shot nightmare on elm street remake type stuff that's not unwatchable, but just why? Why even bother, you know? So I could even see them turning that into a PG-13 rated teen movie, which that wouldn't surprise me. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so that's going to be it for part one of a multi-part uh, series here on Cinema's Soft Underbelly, where I talk about all things Dario Argento. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed me talking about these three movies, and I hope that you seek these movies out and watch them, because they're great pieces of... European cinema history. They're very popular, all three of them, especially Suspiria, and they should be, they should be watched. They're, they're classics. So you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com and make sure, of course, to listen to my sister show with my co-host Eric Marner over on Movie Freaks. He uh, does a great job at uh, bringing all things movie-related on, onto his show, and so we're over on YouTube currently, and then our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. It's always good to listen to them as well. They're a good group of guys. So anyway, that's going to do it for me today. Again, I appreciate you listening, and tune in next time as I continue along with uh, my Dario Argento series. Thanks.